This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We're going to speak about the uh, phenomena of Poylesh HaChasidus. Poylesh HaChasidus was a unique branch of Hasidus that, that rose in Poland. It, in many ways today, it's the uh, most significant area of Hasidus for the people outside of the world of Hasidus. And we'll try to trace a little bit the development and the chidushim of so-called Polish Hasidus. Well, Shem Tev had two Talmidim. Um, one of them was called the Teldis, two main Talmidim, I must say, and one of them was called the Magid. Mesurisha Magid, or Rubna Magid, was the one whose Talmidim is spread out to many countries and became the founders of Hasidus in different places. Um, most famous is Balatanya, who um, established Hasidus in White Russia, in Lita, and Reb Melech, Noyem uh, Melech, who went to Poland and who was active in Poland and spread Hasidus there. Now, um, the Rebbe Reb Melech was definitely represented classic Hasidus. Um, the one who, the Noyem Melech is quintessential classic Hasidus, the one who took over from him was the Choizim Lublin, Rabbi Yaakov Yitzhak Horowitz, and he was born in 1745 and was lived in 1815. The Choizim Lublin became probably the rooted figure in Poland and the one that is considered to be the first really established Chatzor in Poland. Choizim Lublin was a Kaddish, and he was called a Choizer because of his abilities to seem to sort of see things with Ruach HaKodesh. Um, the story goes that he worked very hard in Shmir Sinayim when he was young, and that's why he was zeichet to eyes that could see beyond. The, so the Choizim Lublin established a, a court in Lublin, and that became a mokum where many, many Gedele uh, Hasidus were yonik from. <coughs> um, the the Chayzin Lublin was the one who really, really brought out classic Hasidus. And I'll try to explain what I mean by classic Hasidus. One, um, the focus was on the Pasha Tayyid, on the person who hadn't been touched by the Tamil Chachamim and so on. A simple Pashit, um, maybe a little bit despaired of ever becoming something um that that was the person that was the um the focal point of that Hasidus. So the Pashtiyi, the Hamoin Am, and so on. The um biggest single aspect of his Avaidas Hashem was to become Dovuk in the Tzadik. The Tzadik is somebody who is totally immersed in Avaidas Hashem in the most perfect way possible. And therefore, it is the by by association, the hamoinam associate with this adam with this tzaddik. A they learn from his ma'isim, 
he keeps them in line, they, they share the bond of Kedusha with him, and, um, and on a mystical way, his neshama is called his neshama, his neshama is David and his neshama, and so on, and that is what's mechabedem tavim shavashamayim. So the figure of the tzaddik as being a person who is uh, much closer to Baruch and you being mistabitem is a very central part of it. The Torah that they said, A, was not a significant part of, it wasn't the outstanding part of the Avaida. There was a lot of Chibur and Tish and Divok and so on. But the genre of the Torah was such that there would not be any, any Havamina, that what they're saying is Pshat. It's all um, Torah's Emes, and it is, we'll, we'll say that the Psukim de Darshin are Asmachtes. That's a good Hasidic word of that genre, is a word that smacks of a tremendous Emes, gives, gives us insight in some aspect of it's Hashem or a person. And the Pasuk is, I guess, a hook to hang it on. No one, I don't think, has a Havamina that this is this is an attempt at anything like Shutoshamikra. It's an Asmachta. Um, I once had a defense of that, that it's presumptuous to think you could understand the Psukim. So this is clearly just an Asmachta, be it as it may, that was the genre of Taira. Another thing that you find in a lot of these Tairas, Moklaschasidis, <coughs> is that the um, the Hasidus is a um, the 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 it it a lot of the Torah focuses on the tzaddik. So you'll have how come Moshe did this in Yisrael? Sometimes the tzaddik will go out and do this and this save the shama. Sometimes the tzaddik will do this and this to lower himself down to lift up this. Sometimes the tzaddik will do this. It's almost as if there's a whole Torah tzaddikim. Um, where so it's not uncommon. Um, we'll see it when we learn some of the pieces. Where it's a whole discussion about a tzaddik um, and a tzaddik uh, lowering himself and a tzaddik doing certain things in order to generate something else. Those are hallmarks of that class chasidus. The chayzin every was that way. The chayzin said that the ikur of the of the rebbe of the tzaddik is to be mispalal or to ensure that the chasidim have. Gashmias, he's supposed to invert them, he's supposed to deal with their problems, their, their, their day-to-day um, struggles with Parnassah and, and Shidduch and, and the Paris and all that stuff, and to help them with it. That was very much part of that um, Hasidus, and that was the Chayzeh. Chayzeh was very, very Chashev, this was it. Something happened at the Chayzeh's court, and there was a very, very Chashva person. His name was Rabbi Yitzhak Yaakov Rabinowitz, same name as the Chayza. Um, he was called the Yid HaKadosh. And he was born, he, he was younger than the Chayza and died before him. He was born in 1766 and died in 1813. He was, he was a big Balmoichen, somebody who was very bright and intellectual and so on. And he broke away from the Chayza and made his own Hasidus in Pshischa. Um, you need to understand that in those days, and even today, 
Hasidus is a very, very Malchus-oriented structure. For somebody to pick himself up and make his own Rebistva when his Rebbe is living is unforgivable. It's, it's, it's uh, Machlokus at its worst. And that's the way it was taken. It was a terrible break. Um, it was a terrible, terrible rift. And it, 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 it caused a fissure, a real fissure. Um, Chassidim say there was, uh, again, we don't know much of the details. It's all people did not speak much of Sahar, I guess. But they, they, they say that the reason why he bro- broke off, and the person who set who set the chayz against him, was somebody who was a big tzaddik. He was in the chotzer, and he felt that the that the uh, yirak kaddish is kind of breaking away, going off the derech. Somebody, somebody was some sort of catalyst, and the way the chassidim put it was that the baldova, the sotan, guarded this person's tongue for twenty two years. He shouldn't speak any Lashon Hara. So that when he would come to the Chayzeh, the Chayzeh would believe him. That's a way it's, it's given over. But he created a break. And it was his Talmidim, 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 who actually brought about, um, who, who were the ones that developed what we would call Padish Rasidus. The Chayz himself was Nifta, like we said, in 1815. It was kind of a very tragic death. He fell out of a window. Um, the uh, Maskilim made up the ugly stories about it. The Hasidim said he was fighting with the Sutton about the Geula, and he was going to bring Mashiach. Whatever it was, he, he had an accident out the window. He was sort of bedridden for, for a whole bunch of months. Um, a, a famous anecdote is... He, he said, I assure you that no, has, no misnagdim will rejoice at my death and no misnagid will ever say tachnun on my yard site. Um, it came true because he was Niftan Tishabov. So nobody could rejoice and for eternity, um, no one's saying any tachnun on Tishabov. Be it as it may, the Welt also says that the same thing was true about the Goyen. The Goyen's yard site is in Chalmoit uh, Sukkis, uh, and no one else says Tachnan is yard site. Akaponim, um, that drew to an end. So the Rabunim, the, um, the, the Yidak Kaddish broke away. He, he was not, like we said before, he, he didn't live long. And a Talmud of his Rabunim, Mipshischa, Rabunim Bonhard, from Pshischa, took over. Rabunim was born Kematis, it was born a year earlier, 1865. He lived longer than the um, than the Yidak Kaddish, he was lived in 1827. Rabunim was an incredible person, and he's the one that we have his a lot about him and his Taira and 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 Pshischa. He himself was a very interesting person. He was he had he had studied languages he um, he had uh, studied um, pharmacy, in, in, which in those days was a big thing, and um, he was a very interesting person. He was a Talmud Rechayz also, and when the Yidak Kaddish broke off, he went with him. 
Rebunim, Rebunim Pshischa was what that Derek was known for. And Pshischa made a radical, radical change in almost everything, I would say almost a 180 degree turn. First of all, instead of being focused on the Hamonam and Pshuteyam, it was focused on the elite. Whether they said it or not, was very elite. Two, um, it demanded that a person be a Talmud Chacham. A person who was not a Talmud Chacham, um, there wasn't, the Chassidus wasn't geared for that. Three, the Chassidus was there to understand yourself so that you can critique yourself. Um, there, it was something which, um, it, the, the purpose of Chassidus was to strip away layers of nonsense of yourself and get to the emes. It was both the genre of the Torah. The Torah was uniquely insightful of human nature um, with all its warts and all its flaws. And it was something that was extremely sharp. Uh, the the Pshischa's short, succinct, sharp, and you really felt it's like, it's, 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 it's like a needle going in. That was Pshischa. Pshischa um, Hasidus worked at knocking nonsense out of yourself, pretentiousness, um, and so on. He um, and and uh, it it generated a whole new approach, which really became the forerunner of what we call Poilech Shachasidus. Um, the Pshischa Beis Medrash had many Anashim Gdolim Chashuvim. After the Pshischa was Nifta, um, the some the the ones who the one who took over was the Kotzka. Um, the Kotzka was born in 1787 and was nifted in 1859. The Kotzka was an incredible um, personality. He brought this um, Hasidus to its sharpest point ever. The Kotzka was brilliant beyond words. He was a massive Talmud Chacham. Um, the, 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 we know this from two of his Talmidim. His two Talmidim, the Chedusha Rim and the Avnezer, his son-in-law, spoke of his being a Talmud Chacham and a Lamdin in terms beyond. These were, these were two giants um, in, in Europe. Uh, you know, and, and therefore, we, we, you know, even though the Kotzka himself was a hidden person, no one, no one else... No one, no one directly had that knowledge of him as Talmud Chacham, but you had these two huge Chacham speaking about his Talmud, being Talmud Chacham and Nikla. So, the Kotzka had a base medrash. The base medrash wasn't the way we would picture Yeshiva. Young Light would come, they would sit there, and they would try to get from him what he had to offer. What he had to offer usually was very sharp, biting, caustic remarks, knocking people, sort of ripping into them, and so on. The verita that he says, we have, I think the biggest collection might be Emes Vamuna. Every so often, somebody makes another collection of verita. He obviously didn't write much, he didn't write anything, but I mean, he wrote, but it was supposedly burnt, but Al we don't have anything directly, but everything we have is collections. 
the Werther are extremely sharp, extremely biting, extremely memorable, um, and they all, they all deal with a, a sort of you. It has an economy of MS and every and every one of them, at least as far as um, understanding human human being, human nature, and 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 sort of the nonsense that we tend to um, brush ourselves up with. Um, famous word, someone asked him, what did you learn in Kotsk? He said, so he says, how do you touch a Pasuk? He says, you're not allowed to fool other people. He said, and in Kotsk we said, you're not allowed to fool yourself either. Um, there was one word that sort of typifies it. Um, there's another word. A, a Kotsk, uh, somebody went off to Kotsk learn, he came back, and he asked his a friend, you know, his friend asked him, what did you learn in Kotsk? So he said, well, um, let me ask you a question. Where is Akash Baruch to be found? So I said, what do you mean? Akash Baruch is everywhere. That in Kotsk, they taught us he's only, he's only there when you open up a door for him. In other words, you know, don't think about godless Akash Think about, are you blocking out Akash Baruch or not? And so on. This was Kotsk. Kotsk brought this, this, um, this Torah, this is genre of Avodah Hashem and Torah to a head. The Kotzke himself always expressed dissatisfaction that becomes so popular. He said, "I, you know, he'd all wished for a few, for for a few, for a handful, a few handful of Hasidim who who would live with Enoid Movadoi, and he didn't want. He had become some sort of attraction. People felt it was very good on the resume to write that they'd been in Kotzke for a while." And, um, and he pushed back a lot. The, um, the last 20 years of his life, he basically closes off off, except for the very close of Talmidim. He wanted nothing to do with everybody else. We'll speak about it later when we speak about the split off from Kotsk. But at any rate, um, the, the Kotsker was somebody who really, in many ways, in terms of the avodas Hashem of of, of Pshischa, in terms of the of of the ripping of human nature, um, the, uh, and demands on yourself, was the sharpest version of Pshischa, and that aspect of Pshischa, he was the strongest, the sharpest, and so on. It was not a mahalach that could last. Um, obviously, it it sort of was like a a, a a fire that consumed itself. We'll speak later when we speak about. Break off with Ishbitz and uh, and Lublin and so on. We'll talk about that, but but when he was Nifta, a, a, hand, a little bit of a few of the Hasidim went to the um, to his son, to to David, and the majority of Hasidim went to Chedusha Rim. Chedusha Rim was his Talmud Muvak. Chedusharim was born in 1799 and was nipped in 1866. Rim was the one who transformed the Nekuda of Pshischa and Kotsk into a viable Mahalach and Derev for Hasidus in many ways possible. Chedusharim, first of all, was a much milder version in terms, there was a lot of demand, in other words, there was a focus on demanding of yourself. But at it, it, none of the sharp, sharp, sharp edge of the Kotzka is not there. He was a recognized guy in learning. 
he was respected by everybody. Um, Rebaran Kadl's grandson told me that when his grandfather said Chidush Rim, when Rebaran Kadl said Chidush Rim, he was in awe of the Chidush Rim. Chidush Rim was a goyen Um no two ways about it. He was an extraordinarily, he was an ascetic Rebbe Hashem, and it was something that was a, um, it, it, it was somebody that you could build a Hasidus around, very, very, you know, it, it was a, a derech that could, could last for people. His Torah retained the sense of understanding itself, but there was a lot more Pshat and Pasik. A, 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 a lot of what we have is brought down in other places, elaborated. They're still short and succinct verta, but they also have a, a, a sense of going to the depth of the Pasik. You don't have that sense where the person is saying a Davem is, and the Pasik is just kind of a smachta. You have a sense in the verta he has that they're sharp, they're succinct. But you have a feeling that it's it's getting into the heart of a pasik. Um, and he established Chesidus Ger, um, which today is probably the biggest uh, in many ways. Uh, it's certainly um, a, a, a certainly a very very strongly controlled group of Chesidim, and he was the founder of it. And Betzim took a derech that was meant for Yechidim, and gave it the tzura that could go for many other people. Chedusha himself was an example of um, of uh, someone who had made the switch to Pshischa. He had been a, a um, Talmud of the Kajnitz Magid, who was a Talmud of the Chose. The um, Kajnitz Magid, again, was more classical, was classical Siddhas. After the Kajnitz passed away, the Kajnitz son took over. Chedusha continued a little bit by him, wasn't happy with what he was getting, and made the switch to Pshischa. Um, the, uh, it, it's hard to know, in, you know, the, what exactly in the Kuda, this famous story is that the Kajnitz's son complimented him once, and, the, um, and he was very, very annoyed by it, and he said, you know, I have a Rebbe, I, I, what I want in a Rebbe is somebody to, you know, to knock me out. So to pat me on my back, I don't need a Rebbe, and he left. But whatever it is, Pshischa had been trying for a long time to get to him. Uh, he was, Chushan was the crown jewel. Everyone knew that where he would be, that would we become the derech. Pshischa tried very hard, and, uh, and finally, after he became disenchanted with the Kajza, he went to the Pshischa and became a dedicated uh, Pshischa Talmud, and then the Katska Talmud. Just to give you a sense of the sharpness of Shisra and how they were provocative, and provocative in a way that got them into trouble. Most normal people thought that they were crazies. Um, there was a famous wedding in Astilla where they tried to get them excommunicated. Um, they they uh, had a, uh, a big meeting, it was a huge wedding, 200 Rebbes were there, or 200 people wearing white sacks were there, and the Apta was the Yeshev uh, Reish, and it was because the Chedush Arim stood up for his Rebbe that, um, that they gave him his, uh, that they, uh, you know, that, that they backed off. 
but Pshitzko is very provocative. If you want to take a, a look at, you know, how sometimes hindsight is much, much better than foresight, there's a sefer called Sefer Chassidus by Aaron Marcus. Aaron Marcus was a German Jew who became a Chassid, and he writes about his experiences. Um, and it's fascinating. First of all, it was put out in a few editions. If you go to the you know, library in Hebrew University, you will note that in each progressive edition, more and more is whited out. Um, the Geras, who consider themselves of Shesidim, kept taking out things that were derogatory to the Gera, to the to Pshischa. I, th I think it's absolutely crazy, but that's what they did. And basically, his point was the Pshischa people were irresponsible, provocative, and so on. Um, a type of thing that the Pshischa would do is, um, in one Rosh Hashanah morning, they davened like Vasikin quickly, and then by the time people in town came to daven, they were sitting back and learning. Um, so, you know, got late, and one of our button goes to them in the back room and says, Rabbi you know, you've got a daven. They say, what kind of davening? Learning is a lot more important. You know, davening is full of it. The kids, uh, they, <laughs> they, it started a huge, a whopping fight. Um, they deliberately, they, there, was a, there was a sharpness to it, and a provocativeness. And um, Iron Marcus writes that it's clear that Pshischa is just kind of a temporary aberration. But Hasidus will go back to being what the Balshantiv intended it to be, Vahulu Vahulu Vahulu. That's a very interesting observation because in hindsight, I mean in, in now in hindsight we know that this became the most dynamic part of Hasidus. And the other Hasidus settled into just kind of you know being very nice and wonderful and good and fine. But be it as it may, that was Pshischa, and that's why the Khadusha Rim was the one who gave it a, a necessary level of um, mainstream, um, balanced, etc. Um, the Chedusha Rim lost, he had, I believe it was 13 children in his lifetime. I think all of his sons died, the Chayov. Um, he felt it was a kapeda of the Kajnitzer Rebbe um, because the Kajnitzer Rebbe had been very upset that he left Kajnitzer and went to Pshischa. Um, Again, the way the story goes is he, he said, um, his, he, he cried and he said, because so the first time he noticed Rishim not there, he realized he had left. He was very, very upset. He cried and he said, he's destroyed my Shabbos. His Shabbos will be destroyed. And uh, every child of his, I think, was nipped on Shabbos. That's where the story goes. But certainly he felt it was a kapeda. And Rishim said it, it was difficult. But he did the right thing, and Emes is Emes, no matter what the price is. There's one other story about this Chidusha Rim losing his children, and uh, and that is that the um, when his last, when his oldest son, who was Nifta, last one to be Nifta, his father, his father, as he was dying or very sick, the Chidusha Rim's wife came, always mentioned to him, he should be supposed to do something to save him, or inconsolable. And the Chedushim told her, every time a Yid will have a Tzara, they're going to say, you know, it's difficult, but not as difficult as Yitzhamayah's Tzaras. And it will be Menachem, many Jews. That was uh, a very different type of, uh, that's a darga that, you know, we can't even think about. That was, that was Chedushim. At any rate, his children died Bechayev, and 
with the Sfasemis was a grandson. Sfasemis was born in 1847 and was Nifta in 1905. Sfasemis was um, someone who um, didn't have a mother from age two, a father from age six. Chlusrim raised him as a son. Sfasemis was the one who gave Ger and, uh, and, and many people a sort of terrorist of Hasidus that is quintessential of that Mahalach. Sfasemis was a Kaddish retired, incredible Talmud Chacham. He wrote Sfarim on Moyed, on Kachim, that are equal, that are compatible much with the Lamdisha Derek, much more than the Pulpo Derek. Uh, Litvisha people, uh, Yeshiva Light, have, uh, you know, have full time of the learning Svasemis on, the, on, on these in Yanim. The, 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 the Lamdish, the, the point, very much. The, it, has the, it has a lot of the hallmarks of the Derek Halimud that we used to, as opposed to the, to the Pulpo, more Pulpo Dekha style that they were used to. His Sefer on his 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 Sefer on Chumash is a collection of Torah that he said at his Titian. They are in many ways the 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 the, the uh, I don't know what to call it the Bible or the or they are the bedrock of that genre of Torah. Um, his Torah is they, they 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 hit home at the heart of the pasuk. They use um, the, there's a you know there's a certain element of, of I guess things that we learned from Kabbalah like all Hasidus Misadin Misachesed and so on and so forth but but by and large it it's 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 something that you feel is going at a, with certain vocabulary going to the heart of a pasuk. His points are sharp and succinct. It's like each sentence he doesn't it, each sentence is, is a few words just the point that needs to be made and you need to use your head to understand it but when you finish it you feel that he has grappled with the heart of an Indian um Ramesh Shapiro told somebody once he asked somebody said this at a husband or Shapiro um what is it that um, you know, he, he asked him, what, what sperm do you use to prepare? When you speak, and this person says, and other safer, Moshe said, what's a tzushtel? So the person said, what do you mean? I mean, they're both big sperm. He said, this every word of it is muhrach. In other words, it's like when a person sees a lamdash shtekel from a b'chaim or the rav, you say to yourself, yeah, this, this has to be, this is, this is, it's not a possibility, it seems to be the heart of it. Um, same thing with Svasemis. When you learn Ishtek Svasemis and you, know, you understand it minimally, the sense is, wow, this is the heart of what it means. And, and you know, this is, this is it. The, um, <clears throat> so the Svasemis' Torah became really the bedrock of it. And for any person on the outside who is Yonik from these Inyanim, the Yonika of the, of the Svasemis' Torah is uh, in that's really where it comes from. Uh, similar to it, but not the same way. It would be like the Shemi Shmuel. It would be the different uh, the 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 Shavu, They all came from the same cheder, where there was a need to stick to the point, a need not not to use the pasuk as just kind of an excuse, 
um, not to go into fancy gematrias and trushim and all sorts, but rather to try to understand the inner meaning of the Pasuk, the way a London would try to understand the inner meaning of a Gemara, of a Rambam, and so on. That's what it's like. Um, the, the, and so Svasemis was the one who gave it its, who gave Gareth's Tzura. Um, he lived a short life, and his son was masked him, and he said, Arichus Yomim. And somebody asked him, what do you mean, Arichus Yomim? And he said, I didn't say Arichus Shonim, he had Arichus Yomim. Every day of his was long, was counted, and so on. The, the Svasemis himself seemed to have died of heartbreak. He was nifted in 1905. This was the time when there was the Russo-Japanese War. A lot of his chassidim were being drafted, horrendous conditions, and he, he didn't know Menuch, he had no Menuchs and Nefesh from it, and he pushed it, uh, it, it destroyed him. Um, but he established the, the mainstream, the Polish chassidus, which is Ger. It's taken on different forms and so on. Svasemis is still the safer that everybody learns in Gare, that's the the safer. Um the the Hanhagis that I guess come from Pshisra Kask and so on are a certain brusque um matter of factness. Uh, anything that's kind of a um a, you know uh, built up and uh, a lot of lot of uh flowery uh, stuff doesn't go there. Um, you know, some people see it as being too brusque, and we'll speak about that also, but Al-Kapanim, it's, it's sort of a sense of emis. You know, one of the reasons why um, today's ger, I don't know, you know, which school for the basis role, certainly one who started, tremendous emphasis on Kedusha. Um, part of their rationale for that is that everything else you can trade a cup with. In other words, um, you know, kosher food in Mahadrin, you can today get chazerai with all the Mahadrin you want. It's not, it's, it's easy to prove that. Kedusha is something that really, really, you know, you have to work on. It's something that you can't prove and make believe. You know, that's the type of attitude about it. So, Pailash Hasidus moved, it did, it did a few things. First of all, it moved away from it being the Pashta feel good, it, it, the feel good Torah for the Pashta Yid. It, um, it was, it started as an elite movement. Today it encompasses, meant to encompass a, a, a big movement, a whole Hasidus of the size of Ger plus. But still, um, the, the, um, the, the sense is demanding of people putting an emphasis on Talmud Torah because in the Pshisra mindset, it's the only thing that's real. You can prava davening, you can prava this, you can prava that. Very hard to prava learning. Learning demands real effort, real concentration, and so on. It, it, it went from taking psukim and darshning them in a way that is a smacht balma with gematrius and fancy stuff and sort of this and that, to something which tries to get to the heart of the Pasik, to the Pshad of the Pasik. Um, away from Torah, that a lot of times tries to explain what the Tzaddik is doing and this and that, to demands on real honesty and confronting yourself. The emphasis of, the, instead of the Tzaddik being a person you dovic to, and, 
you kind of through being double to him, this is where you get your ruchnius. It's rather the the tzaddik is is a rebbe, who who um, holds you accountable, uh, understands your flaws and demands and correction. That was the turn of Parashat Chasidus. So Chasidus in Poland was established by the Melech, the Chayza, and the Kaznitzer, who were all part of the classic Chasidus. The Yida Kaddish made the break. The Pshischa was the one who laid the groundwork. The Kotzka brought out some of its elements to its sharpest point, to a point where it could not become a mass movement. Chedusharim established a movement. Svasemis was the one who gave it probably its its tzura, um, uh, that 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 became its 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 tzura for, for Doris. Okay, cult. <laughs>